Hey. Yes, yes, yes. We are back for yes. another episode of See the Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind Podcast. The Revolution is live. live. I'm Dr. Asante Wasuni Ali. I am Aisha T. Obafemi. And I am Princess Madaya Yisrael. And this month, we are celebrating International Black Women's History Month. And so the difference between February and March is womanism. Hmm. Sha Battle, who is a local Atlanta activist and native, um, actually created International Black Women's History Month in 2015. And it was declared as an official celebration here in the city of Atlanta at that time. Mm -hmm. And so this month we will be honoring the international history of black women um, throughout the African diaspora on the continent and throughout the diaspora. So we're excited for that. Very we excited. have some Very excited. wonderful guests this month. Mm -hmm. And um, let's start by just kind of checking in because this today we're talking about public health. Yes. So... I'll start by just saying that um, I'm feeling pretty good overall. Um, I think that I take life day by day. Mm -hmm. And I know that we'll talk about some of this when we get to the um, people want to know segment just around like how to take care of yourself mm -hmm. yes. on a day to day basis. Um, but I do think it's important for our listeners to know that you should check in with yourself in the same way that we're taking a moment now just to say, how are you? Right. <laughs> you know, or even how am I? Start with yourself and then check in on your loved ones um, to just really see how they're doing and see what ways that you can either help or mm -hmm. put them in, you know, contact <laughs> with someone who could help. Mm -hmm. um, or how they can help you. How they can That's help you, too. right? How it can be mutual. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that check-in is important. So I'm doing well overall. Okay. How about y'all? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, thank you for asking. <laughs> that check-in is so important. Um, I actually am doing really, really well mentally. Um, I started therapy maybe like a month and a half ago. And it has truly given me a different, you know, um, sense of understanding being able to talk to someone who has no um they don't know you yeah <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? they don't know me so they can't be biased towards mm -hmm. what i'm maybe giving bringing to them mm -hmm. they can give me complete honest um thoughts mm -hmm. and of process mm -hmm. you know what i'm giving them mm -hmm. and give me complete honest solutions to you know uh, issue if I have an issue or just if I just want to speak about what's going on. So yes, I'm um my mental is is really well. I feel like physically I'm doing great. I've been on a a liquid fast. Today is my 23rd day. Um well actually more than 23 days. It's it's my wow. Wow, it's my thirty third day. Okay. Oh wow. Um, well, it's going well when yes. you lose right count. when you it's <laughs> a ten day difference. Yes. Wow. Uh, it ends actually on the thirtieth. Um, in the last seven days, I'm actually just doing all natural, organic grape juice, pineapple juice, and water. 
So pray for me for these uh, <laughs> last yes, seven days. You are in my prayers <laughs> yes. because I don't know if I could do that. Yes. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yes. So I would say um, I'm I'm doing well. You know, I think that as you get older, you realize that there's certain things you have to do differently for your body to respond the way that it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I was always very very active and the gym person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even outside walking, which I still love to do that. But I have been thinking more about not going so hard in the gym so that I'm not putting so much, um, you know, strain, strain on yeah. my body mm-hmm. and doing more stretching, Pilates, yoga style. So I've been doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it actually makes me feel better. Um, I've been doing my intermittent fasting for, I don't know, about a month and a half, you know, started back doing that. And that helps. You can already see the difference. I feel the difference. Mm -hmm. I feel better. I feel more clear. Um, And then because I work so much and travel a lot doing that, I am definitely taking the time to take the days that I need to Mm -hmm. just sit still, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and work, you know from one place and not doing so much, which allows me mentally mm-hmm. to, you know, be, okay. be more, yeah, mm-hmm. be more in tune. So, yes. yeah, I'm feeling really good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one thing you just said, I just wanted to um, bring it out, like traveling and fasting, especially oh. intimate and fasting is, mm-hmm. I won't say it's, it's impossible. It's, it takes discipline. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're doing that, shows just it it comes back to the discipline that you know we were given growing up Mm -hmm. and um it's it's not a you know i tell people all the time choose the fast that works best for you right because people like oh my god i want to do what you're doing i'm like make sure test Mm -hmm. your test yourself first you know don't just jump into any fast don't just jump into any type of diet all these diets out here i don't diet yeah i don't say it right i don't diet Mm -hmm. but i do fast but decide what's good for you mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. Right. Because a fast affects all of those things. Right. You know, so. And that's the purpose of it. Yeah. yeah it and is. I think one of the ways that I've gotten better with my intermittent fasting where it's it's still it's not really so much of a challenge anymore is mm-hmm. that I'm taking my snacks with me. Oh yes. Right. Like my seaweed, you know, things that I can travel yes. with mm-hmm. on the plane. Yes. Um I take a the little shots that I get from Whole Foods, yeah. the mm-hmm. one that have oil of oregano. Yes. Um, the wellness shot. The, all yeah, the goodies. All, yes. Everything. Yes. everything. So yeah. I take those. Good. And because you're allowed to go through TSA with them, even though they're liquid, I thought yeah. you couldn't. But I, oh, I, yeah. I yeah. did it one time and forgot, and they never said anything. <laughs> yeah, so you now told I you put me on. Like, yeah. You put me on. So that's what I do all the time. Yes. I have two in my bag now. Yes. Mm-hmm. For when I get on the plane. Take and, it on yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's key. Preparation. Preparation. Because even traveling and drinking more water. And drinking more water. When you drink water, people. It really changes it because you don't want to eat as much. Yeah. Right. Yep. You really don't. Yeah. And you're I, giving I, your body what it needs. Yes. Like your body and is I love made water. Of yeah. predominantly of water. And so you need to replenish, you know, when you're mm-hmm. sweating and mm-hmm. all the things you need to replenish. And I would water. just say one key thing I did when, because you, when you're busy, you forget. You can I can go five, four hours without putting anything in my system because I'm just busy. Mm-hmm. I have, I set an alarm every hour, mm-hmm. a timer. 
every hour and then i know at that when it goes off i drink have to water. drink yes i used to do that i did that some years and ago somebody told me that they yeah, were like yeah. set a set a reminder yes. i know it sounds crazy mm-hmm. but set a reminder yes mm-hmm. i haven't it tried helps, that so. but i do um i try to drink about 32 ounces every morning mm-hmm. like upon waking up yes. i try to mm-hmm. start my day with that before i eat anything yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then that sets me up because i think the more water you drink throughout the day the more your body will want yes yes you yep. know and you kind of get your body acclimated to, to receiving mm-hmm. you know the adequate amount of water throughout the day and it cleanses um, you out it oh definitely yeah, so, definitely yes. just keeps your gut happy mm-hmm. um but i'll say uh, really quickly on Discipline. Yes. Um, I always think of that Dead Prayer song. Discipline makes things easier. Yes. Organize your life. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you have that discipline, it actually does make your day go by easier. Mm-hmm. It makes the fasting easier. It makes your planning easier. It gives you that sense of clarity um, and purpose. Yes. You know, and again, organization around how you're living, how you're eating. I remember there was a personal trainer that I worked with um, who's, you know, um, close to our family. She would always tell me to plan what I was going to eat the mm-hmm. next day, yeah. like whether I'm fasting or not. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you eating tomorrow? What, mm-hmm. what are your snacks going to be? Right. How will how will you break your fast? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your breakfast going to be, a.k.a. breakfast? Yes. Um, so planning your meals. And then I'll say, too, um, to Afua's point around choosing the fast that's right for you. You know, even if you have embarked upon a fast and you find that, oh, no, something's not right. I don't feel mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Switch it up. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Don't continue just in the name of like, I, I have to it. do this because mm-hmm. you could be harming your body. Yes. Um, like for me, you know, for example, I um, have been doing Wet Wednesdays, <laughs> which my sisters <laughs> have joined me on um, a few times. Wet Wednesday. And, and I try to for the month of March, try to implement Thirsty Thursdays and mm-hmm. Fresh Fridays. And I'm saying tried to. Um, right. Attempted. <laughs> <laughs> I did do it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do it, you know, to the extent to which I wanted to um, or I thought I would, which is, you right. know, to my point of like, if you find that it's not working out or you need to alter it a bit, feel free to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, our special guest today is um, Dr. Kasima Boston, who is our aunt. She actually um, facilitates fast. Yes. Um, so, you know, yes, you should does. follow her. Make sure you're following her to get um, information around when she's doing those fasts again. Um, but, yeah, I'm a nursing mom. You know, I'll be uh, one year postpartum <laughs> next week. Wow. Um, yay, me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey. Yay, so. Yes, uh, but right. I realized, like, okay, I may need to slow down on this fasting because I'm still nursing a whole human being. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. You know, know your body, know your limitations, know what your body needs, and listen to your body um, along the way. Absolutely. No shame. Okay, so we are getting ready to talk to Dr. Kasima Boston. She is a strategic approach designer and artist whose global platform has served many. From a dream to a social enterprise, Kasima's determination has served diverse people and helped others to implement strategic approaches that help to improve quality of life for global communities. Dr. Boston teaches public health courses and research methods. She is Chief Executive Officer of Goldenrod Consulting, 
co-founder of the Board of Directors of the Tallahassee Food Network, Incorporated, co-director of the Tallahassee Youth for Change Project, and advisory board member of the Moving Forward Network. Dr. Boston's social science research endeavors involve teams that examine health disparities, social determinants of health, food security, healthy aging, obesity, and childhood obesity, and community engagement. Dr. Boston is a collaborator. She partners with others in health planning and evaluation initiatives to support disease prevention and health promotion. Welcome to the Daughters of the Whirlwind podcast, Dr. Kasima Boston, and also our auntie. Hey, auntie. Hey, blessed morning, everyone. Good to hear your voices all in unison. (laughs) How are you? I'm glad we recorded that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) How are you today? I am doing super fantastic. Um, thinking just about how we're going to solve some of these problems that we have and um, coming up with ideas and trying to get the work of the day done as well. But I'm feeling good. All right. That's good. That's good. Glad you're feeling good, Auntie. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So we're going to do... You all sound- Go ahead. I was going to say you all sound like you're doing well as, as well. Yes. Yes. We are. We yes. are taking it yes. day by day. Yes. Day by day. Good. Yep. So we're going to jump right in. And um, the name of your consulting agency is Goldenrod. And so can you talk a little bit about the significance of the Goldenrod or even explain to folks what is the Goldenrod and how does it relate to your public health work? Wow. Yeah. Um well, Goldenrod is a social inter- enterprise platform to address public health challenges. Um, and, um, of course, the audience, I'm sure, knows that public health deals with the well-being of populations of people. So um, it could be a population in a, a small community, a rural community, a big city, but we deal with that kind of thing. So Goldenrod is something that name, a lot of people ask that question, how did you come up with that? But um, doing my grassroots community work, I used to do a lot of traveling on the road between um, these southern states. And one of the things I used to see a lot in the early fall is this beautiful, beautiful, I thought it was a weed growing up and golden. Mm. It was golden on the top, and it would grow up really tall. And I'd see that every fall time, early fall to late fall, and it would be all over the highway. So one um, uh, day I decided to figure out what that was because it was so beautiful, and I found out it was an herb mm-hmm. called golden rod. Mm-hmm. And this herb can grow anywhere. It's mm-hmm. so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a powerful herb in its properties, too, if you check PubMed which is one of the um, search engines that we use in our field, you'll see they have all kinds of writings on goldenrod and its medicinal properties. Hmm. So um, because it's an herb that can grow anywhere, it can survive anything, Mm -hmm. I wanted to take on that energy in the work that I do in public health, Mm -hmm. and I, I chose that name. And just as an incidental, in Florida, goldenrod is a protective herb. Mm-hmm. That means that you cannot um, pick it. 
you can't destroy it. Hmm. It's actually one of those herbs that's on the protective list. Hmm. Wow. That's good so, to know. Yeah, so that's where that, that, that term comes from, golden rod. And you can buy that herb, purchase that herb, and it is a good blood cleanser fire. But it's also a really good um, anti-inflammatory. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Beautiful. So, what a beautiful Richard. metaphor. Yes. yes. All the mm-hmm. metaphors for, for us as, as black people and, and particularly black women um, as we think about mm-hmm. our health and yes. wanting to be protected, needing to be mm-hmm. protected, and having those healing properties as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yes, thank yeah. you, Auntie, for um, explaining that because on the land that I live on, goldenrod actually grows wild. And we have picked it and made the tea at different times. Um, we've actually, during one of our um, holy seasons, we gifted it to everybody who came. And told them of the, you know, importance of the goldenrod. So that's beautiful that you have, you know, embraced the properties of it and you and are utilizing it in your daily activities and your daily business and work. So, um, Auntie Q, my question is, what advice would you give someone who wants to start an environmentalist foundation or project? Wow. That's a great question because, um, you know, in terms of um, health, environment is one of the most strongest influences over health, over a person's health, the environment that we're in. And so right now we're having some serious environmental challenges, and that um, spurs on the birth of the environmental injustice movement. Mm -hmm. And so what I would Um, suggest for someone that's interested in becoming involved in some kind of way in that movement um, that's an international global movement is to look up in your area um, and find out who's doing environmental injustice work in that area. And I'll share something with my father taught me as a teenager, your grandfather, Mm -hmm. is that you don't always have to start something. Sometimes you can lend a hand to the, uh, the work that's already going on, mm-hmm. and then that will inform you in a different kind of way on what, you, what gap you need to fill. Mm-hmm. You know, so, for example, right. when we were younger, we always had to volunteer. Every year, he would have us volunteer with an already existing organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you think of an issue like environment, Somebody's environmental injustice, somebody's already doing that work. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, so you don't have to reinvent it all the time. Mm -hmm. But once you're doing that work, and this is my advice, then you can see where you can fill in a gap. And what I saw as I was volunteering throughout the South is that there was a gap in terms of linking the work that we were doing to better health outcomes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the advice I would give to someone that wants to, to form an environmental justice initiative. Look and see what's going on already so that you can learn more and then you can be more effective in whatever it is you decide um, the gap is that you want to fill. Because there's always a need, right? There's always Because yes, yes. the problem's not solved, Correct. right? So there's always going to be a need for some kind of work in the area. The other thing is that... <clears throat> Don't worry about the money because the money is there. 
Um, and once you put out the energy in the area, you know, opportunities will manifest, you know, for funding or for resources to support what you're doing. If it's a problem, the resources will manifest to support what you're doing. Mm -hmm. yes. And my example is that. I started with nothing, and now I have to turn down opportunities because I can't do everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you, Auntie. Yeah. Yeah, so this is your this is your eldest niece. Oh, here we go! Ooh. Here we go! <laughs> yeah, this is the one. This is the niece, and she doesn't remember that um, when she was a little girl, I would have to take her with me to different um, events. And I remember exposing you, Aisha, to um, economic the opportunity for economic um, development. And we would make um, different kinds of jewelry pieces and go to Boston Gardens up in Boston yes. and make some dollars. Mm -hmm. And we could spend on whatever it was we want. You were a little, little one then. Well, yeah, I don't anyway, remember everywhere you took me, but I do remember being with you, going mm -hmm. to a lot of things. So I do oh, remember yeah. that. <laughs> so my question, and speaking of that, you're talking about, you know, me as a young child and you taking me with you. My question you know, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with that because I know how important young people are to you. And okay. I know that you mentor a lot of people, you know, including all of your nieces and nephews, and you've always been there for us, and we appreciate that so very much. And we thank you. Yes. yes. Oh, um, I love y'all. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> so my question is, how important is it for you to educate young people as you work to teach better health practices in our communities? Oh, that's the imperative, right? That's at the top of the list mm -hmm. because you have to have someone to carry on the, the work, carry yes. on the tradition that you're bringing forth, carry on the legacy that you're bringing forth. And so it's very, very important because, again, um, our young people are our future. And so from a public health perspective, Aisha, it's critical because we want a healthier next generation, right? Right. Right now, um, black people, our people, have the lowest life expectancy of any other people in the country. Mm. Our life expectancy is 70 years old. Mm. But if you go to the Asian community, their life expectancy is 88 years old. The Hispanic community, their life expectancy is 78 years old. But for black people, it's 70 years old. Mm. Wow. So we have to do something to turn this around, and it's within our young people mentoring them mm -hmm. on how do you dodge, bob, and weave chronic conditions. How do you do that? Because right. you can do it. Yes. People are doing it. Yes. So how do we bob and weave and uh, uh, kind of like not get them? Mm. And that's what the populations that live longer than our people are doing, they're avoiding chronic conditions, and it starts when you're young. So in terms of mentoring young people, uh, one of the major pieces um, of my work is helping young people to understand how environment, as well as what we do, <laughs> what our behaviors are, impacts our health outcome. We can have longer health life expectancy just like anybody else, but there's some changes that have to be made, and it has to start when we're young can't start doing it when you're older because it's kind of like behind the curve kind right. of thing. Right. 
Yes. Yeah, so you want to start, you know, sharing these lifestyles or ways of living with folks while they're young. The other piece of the um, youth mentoring that's really important for me is um, helping young people to do peer-to-peer education. Very important because a young person is going to listen to each other first before they listen to me. Mm-hmm. Coming in to talk to them and say, well, you should think about doing it this way or think about doing it that way. But if another young person is saying it to a young person, that peer-to-peer education kind of thing, right. they're going to pay attention because they're going to say, well, oh, well, Mary Beth, over um, from Gaston County said, well, maybe I should eat five fruits and vegetables a day. Right. I'm going to do it because she's doing it. Right. You know that kind of influence that young people have on each other? Right. So that's the other piece that's um, the youth mentoring piece that's so important. And then the third thing I would say is that, you know, I don't believe in the word retirement, mm-hmm. but I, le- I believe in a term called living well putting together a living well plan. And as I put together my living well plan as I'm aging, I want want to be in place some other young people that can take my spot because Mm -hmm. I'm evolving, right? Right. We're all evolving to the next, to what our next is. So you want to have some people in place that can evolve to where you were as you're going to where you're going. Right. Does that make sense, I hope? Yes. Oh, yes. It Absolutely. makes all the sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So mentoring, youth mentoring is at the top of the line, and I, I'll never forget. And my, my dad was one of my, one of my great teachers as a youngster. And I remember when he got to the point where he said to me, and he did youth leadership development work in his time. They just didn't call it that. Mm -hmm. But he did that. He trained so many young people. Mm -hmm. And I watched him. And I remember one day he said to me, he said, I'm I'm dedicating the rest of my life to teaching young people. Mm -hmm. And I I thought that was crazy (laughs) at the time because I was very young. But I understand why he got there yeah Mm -hmm. because he wanted to mentor and shepherd in the next generation of leaders yes to take over this work because we know our lives are not forever so yeah those are some of the things i would say to mentoring young people thank Mm -hmm. you for that i love it yes you're welcome you're welcome i love these conversations because these are you know simple topics but topics that need and should be you know talked about Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to um, close out our conversation with you um, with a few phrases and words um, that we want you to respond to with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So the first word is health. Well-being. The second word is black women. Um, Foundation of the family. The next one is who is your favorite revolutionary? (laughs) I'm biased. My dad. (laughs) And his name is? Alagio de (laughs) Malola. But I would also say Fanny Luhema. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. A book everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Mm -hmm. A book that everyone should read. Value in the Valley. Mm. Could you share the author? Iyanla Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. Right. And the last one is your prayer for the next generation. 
my prayer for the next generation is that they take um, the lessons from the experiences of those shoulders on whom they stand consciously, consciously, and not stay in that, but take it to the next place, the next place, you know, take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's my prayer, that they remember to do that, to remember that they remember the shoulders on whom they stand, those ones that came before them, Mm -hmm. those ones that sometimes they didn't like, but they had a good message. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes your parents, you know, (laughs) get mad at them for certain things, but they had a good message for you. But they take those lessons from the, remember the shoulders that they stand on and the lessons of those people and take it to the next level. Mm, That's my prayer. Thank you for your time today. Yes. yes. We know that you're very busy. It's an honor to talk with you all, and I'm I'm so thankful for this platform. One of the reasons why I wanted to be here is because um, I think, um, you know, I wanted to reach the audience that you have um, in hopes that we can continue to educate, converse, and um, move that conversation and education to action. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. And honestly, that's why we wanted you here as well, because we know what you have to offer to us as your nieces and nephews and your inner circle. But it's so much more, so many more people that need your love and your guidance and your words and positive energy Mm -hmm. um, around the world. And so we thank you once again for blessing us (laughs) with your wisdom (laughs) and your energy today and we love you. And always being available to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. Yes. Oh, Nakopenda. Nakopenda. Nakopenda forever. I love you too. Next time, Nakopenda forever. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. And keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank right. you. Ashe. Peace, okay. Auntie. Peace. 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 So when we began this podcast, we ask folks to chime in with questions or topics Mm -hmm. that they want to see us explore or questions that they'd like us to answer. So this segment is called The The People People Want to Know Who We Are (laughs) and What We've Been Doing. (laughs) So we We tell tell them what we are doing (laughs) and thinking. (laughs) All right. The People Want to Know. So someone asks, can you be a plant-based dash cook? Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Now we need to explain what a dash dash cook cook is. is. Yes. Yes. So they said that a dash cook is a person that uses a dash of this and a dash of that, like whatever's in their cabinet to make food. And so they were saying that this specifically comes from stories of Savannah or the Geechee Gullah um, heritage and yes. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so can yeah, can you be a plant based dash cook? That sounds like gumbo to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. because gumbo is a dash of a lot of different things. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, and honestly, sometimes I cook like that. It just depends on what mm-hmm. it is. If I don't I mean, have that's all how my I cook ingredients. Anyway. Yeah, even I'll when I have my something. ingredients, I think yeah. that's how black folks. Cook. I don't measure. <laughs> Me either. I go yeah. by the feel when I'm stirring it, yeah. Yeah. and the taste. 
there was a that, meme, I'm done. There was a meme that said, um, I don't measure anything. Yeah. Not just seasonings, but right. proportions of different ingredients. I right. just yeah. I just go into the ancestor says, Yes, my child. Right. That's enough. <laughs> that is that, that is it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think we all cook, you know, what's the name of Tabitha Brown's book? Cooking from the Spirit. Yes. Oh, I think yeah. we all do that. Yeah. And, and Definitely. Especially she's vegan. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a great example of yeah. Of the answer cook. is yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. You can yes. be a plant based dash, dash cook. cook. Because yeah. so many of us are just cooking out of necessity and mm-hmm. just, you know, doing what we can with what we have. Yes. And so I would say yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yes. I like a little bit of this, a little, a little bit, bit of that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. Yep. And right. then someone else asked, um, can you talk about the truth about balancing life? Is this concept real? It is absolutely real. Coming from um, a woman who is, you know, as we all know, we're all mothers on this podcast, balancing motherhood, uh, wifehood, (laughs) sisterhood, just being a woman, womanhood, period. um, In the hood. In the hood. (laughs) Or out the hood. (laughs) You know, wherever you are, balancing that is, um, I think it, it just comes with experience. It's not written in a book. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you can look at another woman and say, oh, I like how she's doing it. And it comes from examples. And that's that's a way to do it, too. You can look at, I can look at my sisters and say, okay, I like how they balance that, you mm-hmm. know. And then I can say, okay, let me see how I can place that in my daily activities and see how it fits. Because everybody, every, the way someone else balances their life mm-hmm. may not fit the way you want, you need or can balance your life. Right. Um, so I could say for me, honestly, um, what I do, I, I get up at 5 a.m. for prayer. That helps me. If I don't get up for prayer, I feel like I forgot something for my day. And, of course, that means I forgot to place the creator in my day from the very beginning. And and at 5 a.m., it's still dark outside. So sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> I get up for prayer, I may go back to sleep. Sometimes I'll get up for prayer, and then I get my day started. So it just depends on, you know, what my mood is for the day. But every time I do it, I feel great, and that helps to balance my complete day. And then I pray three times a day. I, have an, I, I pray at 2 p.m., that helps me balance out my afternoon and get focused, more focused. Then I pray right before I go to sleep. Um, and in between those, I write down what I need to do. I have a to-do list. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always do it. I actually, my husband encouraged me to do it because he's the type, he'll give me a list. And I'll be, and then by afternoon, he's like, so what did you get done? And I'll look, I'm like, oh, I forgot what you said. I may have got one thing done, but now I write the list because, and it makes me feel more fulfilled when I get my, when I can check, put check marks, check off, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and say, oh, I did this, I did this. And then I have something I know, okay, my day was fulfilled because I, I was able to check off majority or all of my list. And um, yeah, that's how I balance mine. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it is definitely necessary to balance because you could start, and in your mind, mm-hmm. you have 10 things. Yeah, I'm going to do this today, do this today, do yes. this today. And like you just said, a fool, you might look back and like, wait a minute. I only did two of the 10, and I had <laughs> how many hours? Right. Mm-hmm. So what was what? I doing? <laughs> Facebook strolling. <laughs> I can definitely say my social media time has 
been cut drastically. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even on it mm-hmm. as much as I used to be. Congratulations. You know, and it's it feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't even try to manage like all of them. Yeah. You know, I have Facebook and mainly because, you know, we have the family groups and all of these yeah. different things. I'm not even really on it. Like if I post the post is I post and I'm not even looking. Right. And then I just keep it moving. And on Instagram, I've started doing that as well. So mm-hmm. that helps. Um, and then just knowing how you want to spend your days. You know, do I want to be less stressful? Of course I do. Do I want to have, you know, more peace and not so much of the noise? So that's when you start blocking out the noise. Mm-hmm. And like Afua said, just writing down your task list, mm-hmm. you know, your to-do and checking them off and knowing that, okay, I've done this, I've done that. You know, and then mm-hmm. you look at the end of the week and like, I did, I was very productive this week. Yes. You know, and it makes you feel better yes just about everything (laughs) it really Mm -hmm. does and it makes you feel lighter yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah i would say that um balancing like to to answer the question like is the concept of like balancing life real in the sense that you balance your life like you find a balance and then that's it and then i'm coasting like in Mm. that sense no, right. <laughs> like that's yeah. not real. You never coast. I think that yeah, you you don't find the balance and then it's found. Right, and, and that's and that's it's complete. It. You're no. forever balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's a day to day thing, yes, um, which is definitely. what I kind of um, referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. It's an everyday thing. One of my mentors um, working in academia. So this is one of my mentors um, specifically in academia. Working in academia, there's so much output. Right. Um, writing articles, teaching, mm-hmm. you're being pulled on in all of these different ways by colleagues, by the administration, by the university, by students. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that she would always kind of remind me to do is ask myself what my needs are mm. in that in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So if I found myself feeling overwhelmed or um, even just upon waking up, what do I need today? Mm-hmm. Because every every day's is balance looks different. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I think I think that you balance your life through balancing your moments. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's mindfulness essentially. It, yes, right. Being mindful, mm-hmm. being present to every moment living moment to moment with consciousness around Mm -hmm. how you're feeling and what your needs are in that particular moment so that's what i do Mm -hmm. i I don't necessarily think about balancing my life anymore right especially after you get you have so many things going on Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Amua said like if you, you know you're playing these various roles <laughs> yes. you know as wife as mother you have multiple children mm-hmm. you know it <laughs> you have a lot yeah. and so thinking about balancing your life could could feel like overwhelming yeah this big feat yeah. versus like how do i balance this day yes. how do i balance this moment mm-hmm. and then how do i remind myself to balance the next moment mm-hmm. and the next moment as they come right. yes. so i wake up in the morning and i say okay my neck feels a little bit cramped, mm-hmm. you know, or I nursed in a really awkward position. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and kind of work out these kinks. Let me, mm-hmm. you know, stretch my back, stretch mm-hmm. my neck a little bit. Um, I'm really thirsty. Right. I didn't drink enough water. You know, it's checking yes. in also. Like, right. did I yep. drink enough water yesterday? Because mm-hmm. you're going to feel that the next you morning. Are. Yep. 
So it's really about, you know, assessing yourself mm-hmm. moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And I would start with just asking, what do I need? Like, yeah. what do I need right yeah. now? So my body yeah. needs water. I need mm-hmm. to stretch. Yeah. I need to eat. What kind of food do you need to eat? Right. Your body knows that. Right. If mm-hmm. you ask and you really listen, yes. like, oh, okay, I need fruit. Mm-hmm. Or I need something fresh. Or, I need yeah. a green drink. Yes. Or I need some soup. I need something warm. Your yes. body will tell you. It will tell you. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And meditation helps, too. I yes. didn't. I, I didn't say that. I meditate before I even get out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And that helps because it's like, what am I? You think about. What do I need to do? What would mm-hmm. I like to do? What is my focus? Mm-hmm. And meditation helps with that. And it helps to bring me peace. It mm-hmm. helps to bring me balance. And that's something, you know, that I have found over the years that really Works. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. That's yeah, that's to good. set those intentions. Yeah. And then meditation doesn't have to be like, oh, right. Well, it's definitely not you for know? me. Yeah. It, it could just be being still, yeah. you know, yeah. and kind of clearing your mind mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. opening your mind. Yeah, that's to, exactly what it is. Yeah, what for it me. is that you have to do. And I do it without the music. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I just lay there mm-hmm. and I'll talk to myself. Yes. And if there's something specific that is on my mind, mm-hmm. I may, you know, speak about that internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then meditate on that. On that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I've done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Lay there and say, Oh or or I'll reflect really truly what I find myself doing if I had a dream that woke me up, I'll sit there and meditate on that dream for a while mm-hmm. or that vision because some to me a lot of my dreams have become visions of what's coming to happen or what has happened and how I need to readjust so that I can make sure that it doesn't happen again. Um, And I'll sit and reflect on that and I'll write down my dream, um, Mm -hmm. something that, you know, Auntie Kasima and Mm -hmm. my husband always tell me repeatedly, write it down, write it down, write it down. Mm -hmm. So I've become accustomed to doing that, especially if it's something that is so vivid in my mind that I wake up and I'm ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I write it down and then I just think about why that vision came to me and what I need to do about it. And sometimes it's not even a, a physical action that you have to do. It's something mental, mm. you know, and it's just something or it's just something that you had to release. So mm-hmm. I think it's important. All those things helps to balance, right. you know. Um, and I think it was important what you said, Aisha. I believe you said it of really concentrating on what. Well, maybe it's not the way I said it. I don't know. You sound like. We, <laughs> we both said yeah. it. Um, right. <laughs> concentrating on what you need, yeah. what your body is saying. Definitely. I need this right now. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like you said, if I wake up and I have a slight headache, I'm like, oh, where's my water? Mm-hmm. So I keep water right by my bed. As and I do drink, I. You know, as and do I. Um, as soon as I drink it, I feel so much better. It just flows through and it feels like my blood is jump it up like yes thank mm-hmm. you thank i needed you. that mm-hmm. you know so that's it's so important to be mindful of what your whole body needs which mm-hmm. helps to balance in your daily activities yes mm-hmm. yes and i'll say one last thing mm-hmm. just uh to this question because it's it's a great question it so is. thank you for asking it 
um, Afua talked about making lists and, and even writing down the dreams and it made me think about brain dumps. Mm. Um, and, and that's what I do also. Like I do it in my work practice because again, there's just so much on my mind and right. especially when you're thinking about embarking on a particular project or whatever it might be, teaching course, you want to just kind of empty your brain of all the different thoughts that you're having about it. And so feel free to do that also as a part of your meditation upon waking up. If you find that, oh, like my head is so full, like mm-hmm. you, you could do that before bed, too, right. you know, to help you to wake up with mm-hmm. a, a clearer and lighter head. Yes. You know, so definitely releasing. brain dumps are amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> just yes. write it all down. And it, it yeah. doesn't have to manifest as a list of to do's. Right. It can just be this is all that's on my head. This mm-hmm. is all that's on my mind. And you can think about how to address the different things, maybe yeah. throughout your day or at a later time. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Well, we want to thank you for the many questions. It was very hard for us to pick, um, but we will continue this segment, and we hope that you enjoy People Want to Know. And you have been listening to the Seeds of Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind podcast. Love for me. The world.